Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week we're joined by big time Gene O'Neill and we explicate a pornographic film that Jordan watched. I was going to say it's not that vulgar, but it kind of is. Let's go. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Wow. It's nice. It's a beautiful afternoon in Thorne Manor, isn't it? It's a great day. Uh, Earlier in the day, I had a chicken salad sandwich outdoors. You know what? I enjoyed a huarache. Oh, outdoors? I did. Congratulations. Yeah, me and uh, me and Nick White, the editor of Bullseye, we went to the flea market this mm-hmm. morning. Uh, we purchased uh, a patio set. Great. Are you guys starting a life together? Absolutely. A homosexual uh, friendship, oh. like a romantic friendship. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm confused by that when you say homosexual friendship. Why is that? Uh, Do you don't it... think that friendship and romance go hand in hand? Well, I mean... Jesse, I've seen both Friends with Benefits, and it's complicated. (laughs) I couldn't remember the name of the other uh, Fuck Your Friends movie. Right. So I said it's complicated, which is where Meryl Streep and Alec Baldwin uh, find each other late in life. Sure. And from those two movies, I learned that oftentimes when sex and friendship meet, it often gets complicated. Right. So I'm just worried that you and Nick are getting into something that's more complicated than you're ready for at this point in your life. I don't know. Here's the thing. Hmm. We have the perfect patio set, so I don't see how it could go wrong. Okay. We went to the flea market. We got the patio set. I got the guy down from 350 to 175 on this patio set, and this thing is gorgeous. That's quite the haggle. We're talking about green wrought iron. What's your what's your what's your haggle technique? How did you how did you get such a hearty discount? You got to be ready to walk away, Jordan. Wow. You have to be ready to walk away. Do you know have to know when to cut them and know when to fold them? Yeah, you got to know when to cut them and know when to fold them. You got to always have always you have know to when carry to cut a switchblade. Yeah, <laughs> you got to know when it's time to start a knife sure. fight, and then you also have to know when it's time to open up a delicious chicken restaurant. <laughs> um, let's bring our guest into the mix here because he is looking at us angrily. <laughs> Of course, you know him as uh, a regular guest here on Jordan Jesse Go. He's a successful Hollywood screenwriter. Um, he is a uh, he was the longtime co-host of The Sound of Young America uh, in our Salad Days. Uh, his name, of course, is Emilio Estevez. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote Men at Work yes. and directed it. Big time, Gene O'Neill. Hey, Gene. Hey, guys. How's it going? Oh, it's going great. Was it? Were you guys always pulling pranks on each other on the set of Mighty Ducks? Oh, me and Emilio? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were him. <laughs> yes. said, Jesse said successful Hollywood screenwriter, so I automatically, my mind went Emilio Estevez, and I just maybe thought that was your nom de plume all I thought years. you were Martin Sheen. Oh, well, yeah, that Charlie happens Sheen. all the time. I thought you were one of the Sheens. Man, I wish I was one of the Sheens. Or possibly Lou Diamond Phillips. Isn't there a third Sheen? Yeah, probably. Or a third Estevez. <laughs> yeah. Sheena Joe, it was Joe Estevez. That's probably the one you're thinking of. <laughs> Joe Estevez. Martin Sheen. No, Joe Estevez. He's uh he's kind of a he's kind of a doughy 
a doughier. He's like the Daniel Baldwin of the Estevezes. Yeah, exactly. Is there a Daniel Baldwin? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He played. uh, He played the guy playing Alec Baldwin on Thirty Rock this week. I thought that was Billy Baldwin. Oh, you might be. You might be right. Maybe it was Billy. Baldwin. I think actually Daniel Baldwin now has leapfrogged Billy Baldwin on the the Baldwin totem pole Uh because it used to be Alec. It's always been Alec. Right. Then Stephen. Right. Then Billy. Right. After he did Fair Game with Cindy Crawford. Right. <laughs> and then Daniel was always at the bottom. Right. Where does... Now, what's the current Baldwin totem pole now that Stephen Baldwin is a, uh, is a Christian goofball? Yeah, actually, Daniel Baldwin might be number two now. Yeah. It's, now, who... Tell me about this ranking. Who's better? Sheena Easton or Sheila E? <laughs> I don't know who either of those people are. <laughs> I don't know who Sheena Easton is. Yeah, well, you know, you can't win them all. <laughs> Why don't you tell us who's number one? Can I ask you guys a serious question that I started thinking about a lot last night while I was on a date with my wife? Sure. This is the kind of shit that I think about you, when I'm on... You wanna, you, you're wondering whether or not you should take it to the next level with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> you're worried about that it's getting too serious. Did you yeah. give her your Letterman jacket yet? <laughs> yeah. I gave her my fraternity pin. Are you guys going to change your Facebook status? <laughs> it's complicated. It's complicated. Um, but to be fair, It's Complicated is already on your Facebook page as your favorite movie. Yeah, that's true. Man, so that'll you, be a little confusing. Have you and your wife had sex yet? Who do you guys think, who, who do you guys think does more sit-ups? Shakira or Ricky Henderson? Uh, well, Ricky Hen- is Ricky Henderson still a baseball player? No, but I think he would like to No, he be. still is. He's in the Mexican League. Is he playing in he's the Mexican in some, League? Or some South American League. I think he's a spring training consultant for the Oakland Athletics. That's like the job that you give to a guy who's too famous to not have a meeting with if he shows up at your team's corporate headquarters. Asking for a place to sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> My wife's uh, cousin's uh, boyfriend of many years uh, had Ricky Henderson as his uh, landlord in Oakland for a while. Ricky Henderson was his landlord. Yeah, Ricky Henderson owned on the on the street that um, on the street that he lived on. Uh, uh, this is when he was like twenty five. Oh, he 27. owned. It wasn't just he was like a b- building manager. No, no, <laughs> he wasn't the super. <laughs> I was going to say, how does Ricky Henderson deal with a broken hot water heater? Promptly? (laughs) No, he owned like four apartment buildings on this block in Oakland. Oh, okay. And he was his his landlord. I mean, as far as your sit-up question goes, I would guess whether Ricky Henderson is either playing for the Mexican leagues or uh, consulting. Right. or, Or can you be a professional third base coach? Yeah, that's a that's a professional career. Okay, uh, whether whether he's doing any of these things, I would guess that you know his time of being in peak physical condition is probably over. See, that's here's the thing. Oh boy, yeah. you're, you're, I just walk in, walked into a hornet's nest. I think <laughs> you might be misreading how Ricky Henderson's lifestyle, mm-hmm. because Ricky Henderson aspired to return. Ricky Henderson's about fifty years old now. But Ricky Henderson only admitted that he wasn't going to make it back into the major leagues about 18 months ago. Yeah. And he was playing minor league baseball until about three or four years ago. And he was always known on his teams, even as a 46-year-old, as being in the best shape of anyone on his team. And he stayed in shape exclusively by doing sit-ups and push-ups. Hmm. He well, doesn't mean, believe in exercise machines. No. 
Well, that's probably. I mean, that might be points for him though, because I would imagine that Shakira has a has a diverse and varying physical regimen. Yeah, right. she has that that belt that hooks around your hips and oh, makes your belly. She's got a, she's got a, she, does a, she does a Zumba. Yeah, well, I mean, it works. Hips don't lie. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Is the name of a Shakira song? Oh, okay. good pull. Thank you. Good That's point. all the Shakira songs I know. Something, something, Montañas. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, okay. Well, then, if 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 you if what you say is true, and Ricky Henderson is devoted exclusively to sit ups, I would say probably him because I would I would maybe think Shakira's workout involves sit ups, but also you know some some cardio, kickboxing. Uh, but I'm maybe. thinking about it right now, and I'm thinking that Shakira does a lot of sit-ups. Yeah. Or is that just because I just started thinking about it, and I'd rather not stop thinking about it? Yeah, that maybe she's uh, sitting up into your dick. <laughs> <laughs> that classic move from the Kama Sutra. Oh, yeah. The dick sit-up. <laughs> <laughs> what, what could be more erotic? Yeah, that's, a, that's a nice incentive, you know, when you've done a you've done hundred... You're like, come on, Shakira, just 10 more and you'll finally get to my dick. I think Ricky Henderson does the dick sit-up, too, though, to his own dick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He yeah. probably does. Are you, su- are you suggesting that Ricky Henderson has had some ribs removed so he can <laughs> suck his own dick? I'm suggesting he got really good at sit-ups just so he could suck his own dick. Oh, okay. He might have had some ribs removed so he could have more effective head-first slides. Yeah. And he discovered that sucking his own dick was a side benefit. Right. Or he had all of his ribs removed so that he could have more abdominal muscles. Yeah. He has like, a, he has like an 18-pack. Yeah, that guy has so many packs. Yeah. Even have you seen a recent shirt off picture of Ricky Henderson? What's the most recent shirt off picture you think you could find of him? I don't know. We should. I think this is something that we should get on top of. Yeah, let's look on the internet while we talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys, as baseball fans, up on Jose Canseco's crazy twittering? Um, I've, I've, I. Well, the thing is, is someone I don't follow Jose Canseco on Twitter, yeah. but. I think no matter who you are, someone you know follows Jose Canseco on Twitter sure. and retweets his tweets. Yeah, that's, right. that's usually where I will see Jose Canseco's crazy Twittering is from someone retweeting it. Here's the thing. The, uh, Jose Canseco and Ricky Henderson were teammates on the 1989 o- Oakland Athletics. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I'm from the Bay area. My dad is an A's fan and in the Bay area, you don't have to pick sides. You can be, you can like both teams. I'm a Giants fan more than an A's fan, but you don't, you don't have to hate not the a, A's if you like It's not the a Giants. Red Sox Cubs situation. That's not anything. Those are from two completely yes. different <laughs> It's not a classic Mets Cardinals situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a it's not a Los Angeles Kings Phoenix Suns situation. Yeah. I, I like Jordan to make all sports analogies from here on out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not one of those uh, Gretzky Brady rivalries. <laughs> it's not one of those basket man pigskin ball rivalries. It's not one of those karate see how long you could hold your breath rivalries. But here's the thing: like Ricky Henderson, I think had a well earned Cubs White Sox. Yeah, Cubs White There you go. So Ricky Henderson had a well-earned reputation for being self-centered and also for being an amazing baseball player uh, and being colorful. I mean, he's a a fun, ridiculous guy. All these things are true. However, uh, Jose Canseco had a well-earned reputation for being all of those things and also a terrible person. (laughs) 
<laughs> like the reason the A's dumped Ricky Henderson when they dumped Ricky Henderson. I mean, the reason the A's dumped Jose Canseco when they dumped Jose Canseco was because he was such a raging asshole. Uh, and so there's something that makes me uncomfortable about the ironic celebration of him uh, because it sort of reminds me of his sort of like history of spousal abuse and stuff yeah, like that. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, I don't follow my dad on Twitter for the same reason. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, he always gets retweeted anyway. We should explain that your dad is Mike Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. How do you feel about this Jose Canseco thing as a person who has, knows nothing about sports? Uh, I, I, I am kind of aware that he maybe is partially the basis for Kenny Powers. So when, yeah. I, when I see the retweets, I just think of that, oh, that's what the guy who Kenny Powers is kind of based on. Uh, would say and yeah it's 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 pretty funny i think is that a deserving comparison jesse was he kind of like i mean was he that like vitriolic or abusive yeah i mean here's the thing like there it's what's weird about canseco and my relationship with canseco is this it really takes a lot to the one thing that i like more than anything else in the world is an athlete playing past his prime like I will give it up to Allen Iverson playing in Russia. I will. Gi- I loved when Julio Franco, after he was finished playing in the major leagues at age 46, decided to go back to the Mexican leagues and play for a few more years in the Mexican leagues. Mr. Baseball is your favorite yeah. movie. Like any and and baseball, the one of the things that I love so much about baseball is that baseball is so kind to a fat old man. Like if you have some skills, it is possible to hang on as a fat old man in baseball. So you're saying it's kind of like the Expendables franchise. Yeah, exactly. No, it is exactly yeah. like the Expendables. That is sure. a perfect analogy, and that is how I feel about it. With with rare exception, and the rare exception is somebody who has a reputation for being a dick. But with rare exception, I love ancient baseball players, especially if they're like in the minor leagues and people are like, why are they still playing? I'm like, I don't know, because playing baseball seems great. Or because they made a lifetime of poor financial choices. <laughs> Just whatever it is. I mean, there was for a while Kevin Mitchell, who was one of my favorite players growing up. He played for the Giants uh, in the late 80s and early 90s, um, who... I mean, he had, I think he had made some poor financial decisions. He also had uh, horrible diabetes and at various points had like had been, it was one of those situations where he had managed it poorly and was overweight and it was, you know, almost lost limbs and almost died a couple times. At some point he was 40-ish and was playing for the Sonoma Crushers, uh, Sonoma County, California. Uh, to about an hour and a half north of San Francisco, uh, independent league team. I'm all for it. Fucking go for it, Kevin Mitchell, a former National League MVP. Is there is there some sort of rule about minor league baseball teams having undignified names? Yes. Okay. They must have undignified <laughs> that's names. Part of the, that's part of the charter that you sign when you well, buy a minor league team. There's a rule that everything about minor league baseball must be undignified. Okay. No dignity must be allowed sure. in minor league they baseball. They all have that, constu- uh, that contest to see which guy's mascot can be their pants the fastest. <laughs> so with Jose Canseco, the fact that he's still playing and he is now literally 50, mm-hmm. 
Um, I think he's 48 or 49. Is he a, in the Mexican leagues? What does he do? He That's the latest thing, yeah. is that he has been signed by a Mexican league to, team to be a DH. And then he tested like positive for steroids in the Mexican league. Yeah. Which, like, <laughs> I didn't even... They test for steroids yeah. in the Mexican league. And also, the team that... <laughs> that's, that, that test is, are you on heroin right now? <laughs> <laughs> are you nodding off from yeah. heroin? Are you in a heroin <laughs> nod? Dear John, Giant tits get in the way of you swinging the bat. (laughs) So, I mean, it takes a lot for me to dislike a 50-year-old guy who's headed to the Mexican League. But Jose Canseco, I mean, the guy is such a twat. Yeah. Oh, I think one of the retweets that I saw that I thought was pretty good, and rife with misspellings, was... um, how about someone do a sitcom where I'm like a gym teacher in nut hugger shorts? Let's get that done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good that he's also coming up with like sitcom ideas for yeah. himself. But I will say this. Uh, not that long ago, I was over uh, with our buddies, the Sklar Brothers, mm-hmm. on their show, Sklarbro Country. And um, the interview guest on the show was Nate Cordry, mm-hmm. uh, Rob, last week's guest's brother. Uh, Rob Cordry's brother. And Nate Cordry was saying that he plays on a softball team, like a recreational softball team here in Los Angeles. And like a year or two ago, they were having softball practice just on a softball field in West L.A. somewhere. Mm -hmm. And Jose Canseco and his girlfriend just came down to the softball field and said, hey, can we practice with you guys? (laughs) Are you sure he's not just thinking of that episode of The Simpsons where all the professional baseball players uh, guest starred and you know that what? happened verbatim to Bart Simpson? He did mention that Ken Griffey Jr. had been drinking this no, nerve, nerve tonic. tonic sure. And he kept saying, so then me, Bart Simpson, I mean, make forgery. <laughs> anyway, stop having cows, guys. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Big time Gene O'Neill. Happy birthday, big time Gene O'Neill. Hey, thank you. Oh, it's your birthday? Congratulations. Yeah, thanks for remembering. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I did. <laughs> oh, 16, thanks, 16 again, eh, Gene? Yep. <laughs> for the fourth year in a row. <laughs> <laughs> well, I call it I'm 30 fun years old now. Hey. Yeah. I like that. I'm going to use it. My birthday's in a couple weeks. Yeah, go to town. Uh, did you get anything? Uh, I got myself something. Mm. You'll notice I'm wearing a suit made entirely out of silver. Wow. <laughs> I, I was wondering about So that. 31 is the silver suit. Yeah. yeah. I took... Uh, 32 yeah. is platinum copper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you had to look this up in the World Almanac and Book of Facts. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, well, actually what I did is I just took all the uh, Franklin Mint commemorative coins my grandma has been sending me since mm. I was born. Right. And then I boiled them down <laughs> right that's how you smell things right yeah you just drop it in a pot of Boil boiling water yeah and then you just you put a little olive oil in there so they don't stick yeah that's right. the secret and then you just drop it out drape it over yourself so this thing is stuck, so, so, stuck underneath, forever. so underneath your body is horribly scalded yeah Oh man, my dick is on fire right now. Oh, man. Hey, it worked for the silver surfer <laughs> man plus you... he learned to surf sure and that whole Galactus business. Um, 
Did you make sure to, I mean, I can't really see from the angle I'm at. Did you make sure to pour the suit over you while you had an erection so you can still have sex? Because, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's going to be hard for a, for a broad to get in there. Oh, man, I did not think about that. Also, yeah. did you put a straw in your pee hole <laughs> so that it can breathe? No, right now my bladder is exploding. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, hey, I noticed we're kind of a room full of guys here. We're kind of in Jesse's man cave. Uh, <laughs> mind, uh, yeah. When did this stop being an episode of Jordan Jesse Go and start being an episode of American Pickers? When, right. when you turned on the St. Pauli's neon sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when you brought up the steam tray of hot wings. <laughs> Uh, would you guys mind if I brought up kind of a gentleman's topic? Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I mean, I did. I did earlier this week interview a man who's been to a strip club with Ludacris, so I feel very well qualified. Wow, who is that? Uh, jazz pianist Robert Glasper. How, they were just at the same strip club, or they went together? <laughs> they went together. Wow, that's a that's an unlikely pair. I mean, I don't know these guys really but it seems like an unlikely pair they were at a music academy mm. sponsored by a major energy drink mm-hmm. and uh oh, i wonder what it was <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of it everybody got together and went out to the strip club wow yeah so he hung out with Ludacris at the strip club he said that uh, at a strip club Ludacris is surprisingly reserved hmm. well i don't know i mean i think if you if you are in a situation where Unlimited pussy is coming at you no matter what. Yeah. It's not as exciting. Yeah, sure. It's like if you're Jesus and you're at a... Fish store. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, all I need is one and I can just multiply them. Right. You know, the old parable of Jesus at the fish store. Yeah, I know that parable. You guys remember that from Sunday school. Right. He runs around, he breaks all the fish. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He whips them all the like a Jesus in a fish store. All right? the greedy yeah. fish that were selling their fish <laughs> their <wares>. eggs, <laughs> their caviar eggs. Yeah. Right. Oh man. Sorry. I know, I know people. I know people are maybe turned off by. He this. anoints the fish's feet yeah. with oil. Is that correct? Yeah. Sure. Gotcha. Yeah. So I think we are prepared to audit this topic properly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think we've demonstrated that we're qualified. Yeah. Um. I I saw something unusual in pornography the other day, mm-hmm. and I wanted to see what you guys thought of it. Yes. Um. And also, I mean, I know I realize that I just came out as a guy who has seen pornography. And I know that's kind of a big step. Right. Um, Man, I thought I knew you, Jordan. I know. I know, Gene. Uh, a lot of shit's gone down the past couple of years. Um, I've seen pornography. Um, I fell down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, you're caught up pretty much yeah. now. But uh, those two things were big for me. Yeah. Um, so the 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 theme of the, you know what they say, Jordan. A man's not a man till he's skint his knee. <laughs> <laughs> um, so okay, in this, so the the female protagonist of this pornographic movie. Would you say the female was the protagonist? Of yeah, this movie? or was she more of the deuteragonist, the dramatic foil <laughs> <laughs> for our male hero? Gene, I don't want to get into a discussion of Greek theater. Well, I do, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The chorus represented all of the citizens of North Hollywood. Uh, so, so, so this pornography started out as very, um, very, a very familiar scenario. There's a new pool boy. New pool boy's very attractive. 
and uh, the female protagonist of the porn movie is standing there uh, with uh, with her daughter. It's not going to go there, guys. Uh, so, there's, there, so her and the they're daughter... They're not going to ask him to clean the pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. They're not going to... Yeah, they're not going to scold him for not getting all the leads. Uh, so the daughter says, uh, hey, the new pool boy's really attractive. And the, mom, the mother character says... Can you give me a yeah. ballpark on these two women's ages? Uh, 23 and 24. <laughs> okay, great. Yes. Excellent. Or 19 and 20. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Uh, so, and the mom says, stay away from him, he's mine, and pushes, pushes the daughter in the pool in kind of a fun... <laughs> rounds her. He, well, hold on. <laughs> it's kind of a fun, you know, it's, it's a fun light moment. Oh, okay. They're, you know, they're very self-aware that this is kind of a classic pornography scenario. Wow, so it's meta-porn. Yeah, it is. I like, yeah, I like my porn postmodern. Yeah. Self-referential porn, okay. Uh, so, and then the and then the uh, the mom walks over to the pool boy, and they kind of start the pre-sex ritual. And then there is a hard comedy cut to the pool where the daughter is floating face down, and they <laughs> oh, hold geez. and they hold on the daughter for a long time, and then it just goes back to the to the mom and the pool guy, and she's giving him a blowjob. But now in the world of this porn movie, this mom has just murdered her daughter <laughs> and is having sex with the pool guy whilst her lifeless body floats in the pool. Wait, what type of pornography was this? Was this tattoo pornography? Uh, no, 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 no. Then yes, it was not a. This was not a, a Burning Angel production. This was a very standard. Are you sure you weren't just watching a snuff film? <laughs> I might have been. I might have accidentally watched a snuff film. Um, so I guess, I guess the questions that I have are, was this done for comedy or is this some, is this a very specific (laughs) subset of pornography where you want someone to kill someone else, (laughs) preferably a family member before you start the sex act? See, my question is, was the pool clean already? Did he clean the pool first or was he about to clean the pool? Oh God. Well, I mean, there's a body in it now so i mean he's got to do so it does he's he got to go over and does do he it got to clean it because that's weird you have sex and then then you clean the well now i got to clean the uh, pool yeah. you just want to go home sure yeah you want to go or to sleep. cuddle you don't have to clean the pool sure i don't know um but yeah or or is this or are we now in a world where you know our our pornography needs family guy or 30 rock-esque cutaway jokes was there a whoosh sound as it kind of went to the de- oh i don't remember if there was a sound effect <laughs> or did they do one of those swipes or wipes yeah <laughs> george lucas on yeah there's the a mid wipe yeah uh star wipe oh man i wish that would be great how, Make it okay, look like a home movie. So, how far into the sexual activities were they when they cut away to the? They were about to become sexual. Okay, so they, no. Was there nudity? Uh, no, no one was nude. So this now, was the part that you skip. <laughs> so now you can't have sex unless you've seen someone die first. Yeah, I'm, I'm in a weird <clears throat> position now because I mean that was it was basically it changes the wiring in your brain. It was yeah, it was the pinnacle of my sexual life up till that point. That's so. just science. Yeah, I mean you cannot fuck with science. No, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to. So yeah, and, I mean you don't I guess... want to fuck with science any more than you want to fuck a scientist. <laughs> yeah, you know what no, happened to the last guy who fucked with science? Yeah, he turned into the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> And had a great life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's stay away. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So I'm trying to I'm trying to recreate the scenario in my mind. Mm-hmm. And bear in mind that I'm a virgin. Sure. Uh, 
<laughs> okay, so um, so they're so they're smooching and sure grabbing, yeah, yeah, doing little karate chops, all this stuff that I presume people all do. accurate so far. Caressing her hair, kind yeah, of softly. buying her chocolates. He doing stopped gentle pokes. He stopped briefly to order her chocolates online, which we saw. So I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to say, so it's, so I'm going to do some smooching sounds, and then I'm going to say, cut, cut away, mm-hmm. and I'm going to s- snap to signify the passage of time, and you tell me how long this cut was, and you say, cut back. Okay. Okay? So, okay, cut away. Cut back. Dang. On a dead body. Are we sure she wasn't just holding her breath? She could have been. She could have been trying. She's like, well, my mom is clearly doing better with the pool pool guy. Let me impress him yeah. by how long I can hold my breath. Or maybe she was seeing if the pool is clean. Yeah, she could be just <laughs> double checking. Do you think Yeah, that- sometimes those sexy pool boys think they can like get away with doing kind of a half yeah. job because they they're just, so sexy. They just clean the top half of the pool. They don't clean the bottom half. It's like having a good-looking waitress. It's like she can, she can feel like she can be kind of rude. You know, and man, can she? Ever. Oh boy, <laughs> bring it on! Yeah, keep telling me fuck you and throwing my food in my yeah. face. Yeah, <laughs> get my drink order wrong. Then when I say something, make me say, "Oh, I'll just drink this one." <laughs> can With I your glares? Can I propose <clears throat> a scenario to you? You may. They didn't want it. They set up the screenwriters. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, the screenwriters. Um, set up again. Emilio Estevez, again, the most a, famous screenwriter in Hollywood. <laughs> I should explain. I'm a virgin, so I, I don't know what these people are called. You sure. don't know what sex or Hollywood is. The screenwriters, if that's what <clears throat> they're really called, <clears throat> um, started out writing this scenario. We'll have a mother and daughter and a pool boy, a classic <clears throat> set of characters. And then they got to a certain point. They realized they were writing an incest film. <clears throat> but that wasn't their brief. Sure. Their brief was to write a classic pool boy sex film. Mm-hmm. So they said, we need the daughter not to participate. Right. She needs to be looking away. Sure. We'll have her checking the pool for soil. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so she's got to be face down. Right. Is it possible that she was wearing a diving mask and a snorkel? Oh, could have been. Yeah. Could have been. Did you see a snorkel? I did not see a snorkel. I saw a giant cock. That was later. <laughs> did you see who directed the After movie? After you took your pants off. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. And glanced down. Oh, man, there's my dick. <laughs> Sweet. Did you see who directed the movie? Was it by any chance uh, Werner Herzog? Or David Lynch? <laughs> oh, it might have been one of those two guys. Because, you know, I guess, I guess you hear about like famous directors all the time kind of moonlighting in commercials. Like Wes Anderson did an American Express commercial. I guess what's to prevent the Werner Herzogs and David Lynch's of the world from just, you know, doing a little porno? Yeah, because then you get to see. What? <laughs> they get to see. Oh, the right. Naked yeah, the, yeah. Like, yeah, if I direct a porno see. movie, I'll get to watch, I'll get to watch. a naked lady. <laughs> get then I don't have to pay for it just, later. Yeah. You get to see people have sex to the point of chafing. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, because, like, maybe the girl really did die, and if Herzog directed it, you know, knowing Herzog, who just likes to kind of film and just let the film run and sure. not do too much direction, you know. Yeah, that maybe sounds she like, actually drowned. And he's it like, would sound like a directorial choice that yeah. he would make. Um, okay, I think so. Uh, well, okay, if this was intended to be 
a, a joke, if this was intended to be funny, are you guys ready for a world where pornography needs jokes? I, I mean... Know. But here's the thing, guys. Isn't the trick to a good porn is that you're still talking about it afterwards? Oh, yeah. That is. If, if, if I leave that theater... thinking and talking about it with my companion yeah sure the pussycat cinemas (laughs) that's how i know it's good i mean Mm -hmm. that's why i voted for the artist for best picture Mm, because you were talking about it yeah because i was talking about it and you know i mean and this had a real old hollywood feel my rule (laughs) is classic my rule is i vote for the it gets my vote for best picture and this is why I voted for the, the artist, artist. Or oh, okay. <laughs> this uh, <laughs> this five minute porno clip. It gets my vote for best picture if I'm talking about it on the way out of the cinema, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I come three times. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I voted for the artist. Did you see the movie all the way through? Uh, the artist. <laughs> <laughs> That dog was adorable. Gene, Wasn't that I dog adorable? Wait, all right. Gene, First of I all, guys, I didn't see the artist yet. So, okay. okay. No Spoiler alert. Now I know there's I'm a sorry, dog I in the movie. I saw the dog was adorable. Uh, okay. But you would know that if you looked at any magazine between now and uh, the time the artist right. was I, and Honestly, I'm probably never going to see that movie. Like, okay. It's one of those movies where people can keep telling me it's great, and I'll just be like, all right. Same thing, <laughs> same thing with Schindler's List. I've never seen it. I don't think I ever will. Yeah. Um, you know, the artist, I thought the artist, when I sat down to watch it, uh, I thought it would be like taxing. I thought it would be one of those movies that's maybe like, I like prepared myself. I'm like, okay, this might be a two, a two sittinger for you. You might have to turn this off halfway through. Like a movie you have to pretend you really like. Uh, but you know, I actually didn't. I actually turned it on and, uh, enjoyed myself. Okay. It was, it was pretty, it's pretty light. Uh, I would say I was hard within 90 seconds. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you know, while you're going through your refractory period, there's an adorable dog to enjoy. No, uh, some old Hollywood glitz and glamour. No, uh, no, I did. Uh, you know, in in if I was to uh, going back to the pornography, yeah, uh, I would say that this. Can we get back to the important stuff? Right, yeah. exactly. People don't tune into Can this. We go to back to the about... ironic gentleman's discussion and not the serious, <laughs> the gentleman. actual one. Yeah. Um, had any new snuff, Gene? <laughs> Tried the latest snuffs. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I guess then... I'm sorry, I didn't mean for that to mean snuff film. I know that's a joke that can get you a little confusing. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah. I just meant it to mean like a tobacco product for a gentleman. Yeah. Uh, so in the, in, so in reality, what happened is I saw this and then thought maybe I would try to enjoy the rest of the pornography, but was so baffled I had to like turn it off and do something else. Like my pornography watching session was over because this blew my mind. Okay, so we don't know what happened in the end. No, I, yeah, we don't. I don't know. Hmm. Did it have a? Did it have a funny name? Was this? This was just. Uh, this was just a clip. Yeah, this is just on one of your one of your many uh, pornography streaming sites. So it was just like, <sighs> oh, so it's like like breast you, and dick. You just. You just clicked on it. You just clicked on it because it was called Dead Chicken Pool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, can't wait to see where this is going. Right. Those porno titles are so literal, you know? Yeah. There'll be a little artistry in them. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Yeah. A lot of your tattoo type pornography mm-hmm. will have a lot of jokes in it. Sure. I'll be like, just have sex. Sure. You know what I mean? I don't really care. Like, I don't. It's not funny. <laughs> sure. And also... Louis Anderson is not involved, so this is not funny. <laughs> yeah, 
Exactly. That's my rule. Um, That's why I jack off to the feud. Yeah. <laughs> but you have old Steve. you have old VHS tapes of when Steve Harvey hosted, though. Yeah, I do. I think Steve Harvey hosts now, and Louis Anderson used to host. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm but sorry. I do also jack off to Steve Harvey. Sure, he's great. <laughs> Nothing gets me off like an extra couple buttons on a suit coat. Sure, he still hosts the feud. He doesn't have to just coast on his think like a man residual profits. I think he probably gets extra money to host the feud now, right? Oh, yeah. Don't you think he's fucking banking on the feud because of his think like a man money? Do you know that that movie is about... Because there's a movie now based on his book, Think Like a Man. And it's about guys reading the book. It is? That it's based on. (laughs) So wait, in the world of that, in the world of that movie, the book exists? Yeah. And there'll be like, like, man, this is great information. So it's just just hot hot African-American actors and actresses reading the book aloud to you? Yeah, who are totally clueless about how to relate to each other. And then, uh, yeah, and I think there's even a chapter in the book where it's like, see the movie, think like a man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, yeah, that's just like, I don't get infuriated about a lot of things, but like, I was just like, that's the laziest adaptation I've I've ever heard. It's just, it's just about guys reading the book. Yeah. So this is your, so this is your Coney 2012. Yes. Okay. This You're doing what, some awareness raising right now. I am. Yeah. I won't. You're going to be putting up posters to encourage people not to see Think Like a Man. I mean, it's basically like the new Hunger Games. There's probably not much I can do to stop, you know, the runaway train that is Think Like a Man. No, sure. But if you I... You have a lot of sway in the African-American community. I wouldn't, I wouldn't underestimate... As, your... And you guys have a lot of African-American listeners, so I mm-hmm. felt like this was the perfect pulpit. This Absolutely. is a good place to start. Yeah. Jordan, I, have, I do have one important thing to say about sure. the issue of humor and pornography. Okay. And I'm not sure whether this is humor or what. You have to just figure that this is just somebody that was hired to edit, uh, direct a porno film and is just so sick of looking at P&V sure. that he's just like, I don't know, let's have the girl die. <laughs> right? This is some jaded... Uh, yeah, he's, he just, he's just like, Some okay. jaded workman, uh, journeyman of pornography. Yeah, he's just like, okay... Jade VJJ, yeah. why don't you just go face down in the pool? And she's like, why? And he's like, I'll tell you later. And he just got a <laughs> shot of that. And then editing it, he just turned it in right before it was due with a long shot of that. Yeah. So this is his Mr. Holland's opus, is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Well, what if it's a director's trademark, like John Woo and Dubs? <laughs> oh, yeah. This always, guy always cuts to an uncomfortable always shot cuts of a to corpse. A corpse. Yeah. Sure. Here's, here, Maybe that's a stock corpse. Maybe it's the Wilhelm scream <laughs> of pornography. That girl always dies in movies. Yeah. Here's the. Here's, they can just cut to her dead in a pool whenever you need it. Yeah. This is the humor and pornography issue that has been upsetting me lately, okay. and this it has actually gotten to the point where it's upsetting me. Mm. Please, no one in the world ever again tell me anything. About a porno parody of anything. <laughs> ever. Because, <clears throat> fuck it. Who fucking gives a <laughs> shit? It's not anything. So stop saying something about it. Stop posting it on your blog. Stop tweeting about it. Stop treating it like it's a thing. Stop complaining about it. Stop <laughs> everything. Let's just stop. Line in the sand from here on out. Never another word shall be said about porno parodies of anything. You got to admit, but Jesse, the Cock Hunger Games is coming yeah. out. 
Titanic cock was pretty clever. <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's here, uh, here here are my two thoughts. Re that subject. I think now it's to the point where just because no one buys pornography, it's to the it's now in the realm of joke gift. Like that's the only reason it exists is to buy for the Star Trek fan. Hey, got you the Star Trek porno. Like it's the same thing as it's same like now it's the same yeah, thing as fuzzy handcuffs right. or edible underwear. It's just kind of a gag you buy somebody. Um, Wait, what do you mean? Edible underwear is a. Have you been eating it as a meal? <laughs> I noticed well, you're looking. You're you're looking. Uh, malnourished. Have you been only eating edible? Underwear? I notice you keep reaching into your pants and, and pulling your out mouth. a piece of fruit roll up. <laughs> I thought you had I mean, fruit roll ups. I don't just eat it straight. I mean, I season it. Okay, you prepare it. Well, I mean, I season it. You I mean, wear it. You season <laughs> yeah. it with your with your junk sweat. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just saying. I don't think you're getting all your nutrients from that. You're looking kind of peaked. Yeah, I hope you're eating a, you know, various other things. Just find some. I know there's there's certain kinds of edible underwear. There's whipped the, cream and don't just eat the lemon one. Get the other fruit flavors. <laughs> yeah, you need a balanced diet. Get some get some protein. Get the shrimp ones. <laughs> it's an extra dollar, but it's yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> Try the surf and turf. Okay, and here's my here's my point number two: re porno parodies. I think it's so pervasive now. I think it has torpedoed the joke about the. Porno, um, um, a yeah. parody title. Like I think I feel like I hear still hear, hear people make jokes like, "Hey, the new uh, the new porno movie is out, uh, uh, Saving Ryan's Privates." I'm right. like, no, now they're all just called "This Ain't Saving Private Ryan" an XXX parody. Right. So I think that that naming convention is so in place and so pervasive that now you can't make those jokes about the. Um, the porno parody of the title. Anyway, I think that's not that's not necessarily a funny observation. It's just one that I had. Here's the thing. Okay, I understand why people make these films mm-hmm. and sell them. Sure, and I understand why people buy them. It's either because they're buying them as a joke gift, mm-hmm. or they need cover to buy pornography. Oh, sure. It's one of the one or the other. Yeah, I guess if someone if someone finds the you know. This ain't the Truman Show XXX parody in your house. You can just say, oh, that was a funny gift. Right. What, what if you just love Pirates of the Caribbean so much and consider... The, you're just a completist? You're a completist, <laughs> yeah. You consider that part of the canon. You're like how Matt Groening likes to co- collect bootleg Simpsons memorabilia. Oh, sure. Oh, so you're saying maybe Jerry Bruckheimer is the main audience for most of these. <laughs> so, anyway, I, I'm fine with both of those. I mean, I don't think they're good. I'm not supporting either of those things, but I understand and look. The porno industry is a shady world full of many worse things than people making pornog- pornographic parodies of scrubs. You know what for I mean? Instance. Just for example. However, what I do object to is one of these things gets made and every pop culture blog on the internet writes like a review about it it's like, ha, 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 we, review, we reviewed the porn parody of 30 Rock. You know what? Fuck it. I don't fucking care. <laughs> and how much is there to review? 
there's like what five percent non well there's sexual scenes. There's how how much do the people look like the people from whatever the thing is parodying? And then there's how much? A lot. How much are they <laughs> actually? That's Johnny Depp. How much are they trying to do an impression of, or not trying to do an impression of? And then how much of it is? Are they actually trying to do a joke, or not actually trying to do a joke? And then if they actually try and do a joke, they say like, "Oh, they actually tried to do a joke." It's but it's obviously it's not. It's obviously not a good joke. <laughs> the scale goes from not trying to do a joke to trying to do a joke, and so they'll be like, "Yeah, they really tried to do a joke." <laughs> but I don't care. It's not cute. That's the thing. You just want to see the Avengers trailer from different countries. <laughs> the Japanese version has a few extra seconds, and that's what's important. Yeah, I mean, you see a few frames more of Hulk. And just, just put your energy towards something else, America. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, it's not unreasonable, right? All right, I'll stop. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Gene. <laughs> Could have told me this. In- I know you make. A, I know you make a hundred bucks a pop for those porn parody recaps. But uh, man, I had over twenty unique visitors last week. Hey, that's a lot of uniques. Yeah, and you know you need uniques. <laughs> it's, all, it's all about if you uniques. want to move to New York. Yeah. <laughs> We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Big time Gene O'Neill. Oh man, you know what time of year it is, Jordan? Hmm? A lot of people would say, well, it's Gene's birthday. Yeah. But it's so much more than that. I mean, does it need to be more than that? I think it's a little less than that. I don't mean I wouldn't want to take away this thunder from Gene's birthday. Yeah. With some other event. Yeah, put who, that thunder back. Honestly, who gives a shit about Gene's birthday? <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Fuck Gene's birthday. Yeah, right. Yeah. At the end of the day, fuck. Who Gene's is he but birthday. a guy who does porno parody recaps? <laughs> <laughs> We've established we do not need any more of those. On the other hand, if I could get that kind of uniques, I'd do any kind of recap. <laughs> oh, boy. Jesus Christ, the uniques this guy is pulling in. Oh, I have an idea. Um, community gif. Oh, yeah. There you go. Like an if animated I could make GIF. a fucking community gif. Uh, but you can't. Hooey, Mr. Yao, or what's his name? Doctor, what's Doctor Ken's name on Community? Oh, Professor Chang. Professor Chang. Yeah, <laughs> Mister Yao. That's racist. Oh, racist. I apologize. That's oh boy, I love Doctor Ken. He's great. He's sure. hilarious. Um, okay, look. On this same show, I've confused uh, Michael Clark Duncan and uh, Ving Rhames. So yeah, I think we're both equally racist. Absolutely. But uh, you were racist. Uh, Towards uh, a cast member of community. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes you worse. So I upset the entire internet. Yeah. I was racist toward Baldwin's earlier. That's true. <laughs> I confused true. Billy and Steven. <laughs> <laughs> what if Baldwin's were what if the Bald, what if Baldwin's were planning a race war? <laughs> I mean they're technically a race. So <laughs> technically, I mean you can look it up. Yeah. You can look it up. Who do you think would win between the Baldwin's and the Sheen slash Estevez's? Oh, man. The Sheens slash Estevez is... They've got the fire burning. Yeah, but they have internal strife because they can't oh, even agree true. on what their race is. is. Yeah, they're divided. Yeah. Um, do you think... Do you, 
in that fight, do you think Stephen Baldwin's newfound goofy Christianity would prevent him from fighting? Or do you think he would consider it like a righteous fight? Yeah, I think he would have like a Constantine type kind of uh, revelation and presence. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you think that maybe, do you think it's possible mm-hmm. that he could have some kind of powers? Oh, I don't know. Like beams? Yeah. Like well, he shoots beams? Or a healing? Yeah. Or frost magic. I was <laughs> all I had cast lightning. I had only gotten as far as him sort of holding out his hand in front of him, and then fire coming out from his oh, palm. like a kind of a levitating ball of fire that maybe yeah. you could hurl. I hadn't even gotten yeah. as far as yeah. him hurling it. I just imagined the ball of fire, and I thought either that's the source of his power, or that's what he's channeling his power into. Yeah. Anyway, the point is, it's coming from his fundamentalist Christianity. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think so. And I think that's why a lot of, like, secular voters are so afraid of the Christian right, is because they can create fireballs. Yeah. <laughs> well, because their ignorance leads them to believe that they can create and fireballs. And then they do. Yeah. <laughs> because of the secret. Yeah. <laughs> it's very complicated. Man, when is Rick Santorum going to bust out those fireballs? Yeah, man. <laughs> he might have my vote. Like, all right, fuck the issues. <laughs> <laughs> Set up some cans on that fence and watch me take them yeah. out with some fireballs. <laughs> Let me show you what a real Catholic can do. <laughs> I think the dark Wine horse... into blood is only the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing into fire. I was supposed to save this for the convention. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> set, up, set, set up those plan B pills on that fence. <laughs> Watch me disintegrate Put them with my Christian fireballs. Palestinian immigrants, sorry. <laughs> uh, I think the dark horse in this uh, showbiz family war is probably the Coppolas because their secret weapon is Nicolas Cage. They have Nicolas Cage. Yeah. yeah. Who, who I think if he... anyone can create some sort of energy sphere out of thin air, it's probably him. I mean, you'd have like a Roman Coppola would be, and a Sofia Coppola. They'd be. Oh, those little, are liabilities. They'd be those too, are fucking liabilities. Does Jason Schwartzman count? Yeah. What about uh, Jason Schwartzman? Does he? Yeah, Schwartzman's count? in there, right? Yeah, and then who, and then what? Do you what? think Schwartzman's mom is allowed to bring Stallone into the picture? Oh wow! Okay, well, I mean, that's a. If you say the words "bring Stallone into the picture," I think he shows up. <laughs> a movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll be in it. Yeah. I love those. <laughs> I'm already dressed for it. <laughs> you mean you're in a tank top, Mister Stallone? <laughs> yeah, my movie outfit. <laughs> I'm oiled up too. <laughs> Um, can we get to the pledge drive here? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, look. This is the final week of the Maximum Fun Drive. This is how we support all of the bullshit that you've just heard. <laughs> yeah, this isn't a good example of what you should give money to. <laughs> we have more we have more sincere uh we have more sincere, heartfelt, uh high quality, highbrow type stuff going on at this uh, outfit, not just Hollywood race wars. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, and, we and did pornographical symposiums. <laughs> and poor, yeah, recap of a porn clip I saw. Yeah. Um, to be fair, I think we did some great political satire with that Santorum stuff. Yeah, I mean, we and that's as good as anything you're going to see on Saturday Night Live. Well, I stand by that. <laughs> yeah, well, at least when it comes to political satire, we're a regular. We're also, I, I think. I think it's fair to call us podcasting's Mark Russell, mm-hmm. <laughs> wouldn't you say? L. 
I mean, there's more than one of us, so we're kind of the capital step. Well, I think Mark <laughs> Russell has a podcast now. And he <laughs> calls himself podcasting. <laughs> yeah, I'm the Mark Russell of podcasts. <laughs> Me. <laughs> I wrote a song about it to the tune of Camp Town Lady. <laughs> Um, okay, here's the deal. Everything at MaximumFun.org is supported by you, people out there. And this Maximum Fun drive is going absolutely spectacularly. Our goal is 1,000 new monthly donors to MaximumFun.org. We are, as of this recording, over halfway there. Um, existing donors going into this drive... Uh, we had more than 100 donors pool their money, and so for every new donor, we get more than 7 bucks. That is their challenge to you out there who have not stepped up to the plate. They said, look, not only are we already supporting Maximum Fun, but we are going to kick in a penny, a nickel, a dime, a quarter for every person that supports Max Fun during the Max Fun drive. And so for every person that supports Max, every new donor, we get seven bucks. It is a big deal that these folks have stepped up to the plate and challenged you because they're basically saying, hey, I support this thing. I like it. I support it. You can too. Gene, wipe that smirk off your face. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry. I was thinking of something funny that happened earlier. <laughs> Uh, can I uh, can I say a yeah, word about sure. the pledge drive yeah. uh, f- from the perspective of someone who who's a, who's a member of the Max Fund family, but is it, it it's not my uh, it's not my my main source of income. It's not Maximum Fund, but um, but I do make a little bit uh, from this, uh, and and I'm really really grateful because um, I was realizing I was thinking back on all the um, on all the projects I've had to quit in my life in showbiz and. Um, it, it, Entertainment, I think now, uh, more than ever, you do a lot of stuff for free. You just do. Or kind of a piddling amount of money that gets you your gas to the place where they're making the thing. Um, So, yeah, I've just been, you know, I've been a part of a lot of terrific, you know, internet videos and improv shows and sketch shows um, that I've had to quit just because I've had to do something that would get me paid. And uh, yeah, the, just the the reason that we've been able to make, you know, 200 plus episodes of this is that, um, you know, there's a little bit of money in it for the for the people who are making it. And that uh, and that's great. And that's absolutely the, you know, the reason that, uh, you know, I I didn't have to quit this when, uh, you know, when when work got too crazy. So. Uh, so, yeah. And, and yeah, so kind of on behalf of, uh, uh, you know, myself and Dave and Graham and Aaron and Brian and and everybody who does do other stuff. Um, we're so happy that we can keep going because it's not a financial burden to keep going. So, yeah, I mean, this is for me, this is about more than just, you know, paying for the microphones and making sure that everybody has microphones or you know, making sure that nobody's losing their money on their hobby. You know, all, all of these folks that make these shows at MaximumFun.org are professionals. You know, these are people who do amazing work and deserve to get paid for their work. And I personally, um, you know, as the owner of MaximumFun.org, mm-hmm. am very, very proud that we, and when I say we, I mean not just me and the other folks who work at Maximum Fun, but me and you, the folks who support Maximum Fun, are able to pay them for the work that they do. And that's a really huge deal. And, 
It's also a huge deal because we are paying them for the work that is the work that they really passionately believe in and that you really passionately believe in, not the work that is most amenable to advertising or the work that, you know, is going to be the easiest to sell as a sponsorship to Slim Jims, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, as Jordan, you're, mm-hmm. as someone who's worked for a long time... For in, the Slim Jim Corporation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> as someone who... As had, someone who was Randy Macho Man Savage's <laughs> personal valet. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, both you and I have worked in commercial television, sure. and we know what it's like to make content where the first priority is even good content. You know, sure. we've both Absolutely. done work that we're proud Absolutely. of. Absolutely. And but it is a very different thing to make work where the first priority is to make something that's going to make a sponsor happy rather than make something that's going to make the audience happy. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, no, I've been a, I've been a part of tons of things where uh asking is this good or will people like this is so far down the list that you know, it just makes you want to scream and leave. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's really nice to be able to do something, uh, where we're just worried about what you, the audience likes. Um, and, uh, from our focus grouping, I think that's, uh, me describing pornography I've seen. (laughs) (laughs) I think our, our research has shown that. Most of our budget goes into focus grouping. Um, we, we couldn't afford a real, real sort of focus group psychiatrist doctor. So we just hired that lady that played the focus group doctor on that one season of Mad Men. Mm -hmm. Um, she's out of work right now. So she was relatively affordable. We hired her. And we just got a few people down at the mall and played a couple of Jordan Jesse Go clips. And by played some clips, we couldn't afford the CDs or the CD player or anything. So we just had Jordan go down there. With and, my phone. I just held up my phone and I streamed them. And then he ran it. He just talked. Yeah. He held up his phone as though the sound was coming out of the yeah. phone. He cut, put his hand in front of his Imagine mouth. Imagine that's me. <laughs> um, and then he just... Which was confusing to them. And they picked pornography as the subject that they most enjoyed yeah. hearing him talk about. Um they were bums that we got at the porno theater. Mm-hmm. We should explain that's who the focus group was. Sure. Um, but, you know, it works. And you're out there going to MaximumFun.org slash donate and supporting the show. So yeah. a tip of the hat to you. Sure. You are, in this, in this scenario, you, the listener, are Slim Jim. You <laughs> are Toyota. You are the person making the shitty internet content. <laughs> Uh, no, you, it's, it's true, because because you are the only person we have to please, uh, we can uh, make the show that we hope you like. So thank you for uh, making it so we don't have to, you know, grovel at the feet of uh, someone who would make dumb decisions. You know, I, I was just... Um, Let's say Hyundai. I, I was just engaged in a uh, conversation on uh, a message board group for podcasters. Mm-hmm. And there was a big discussion about why there's not more money going into comedy podcasts, given the audience. Sure. The answer was because brands are uncomfortable associating their brand with comedy Mm -hmm. because comedy podcasters are real wild cards that could say anything at any time. Sure. And could ruin their brands by saying something. Mm -hmm. Now, as you all know, Jordan and I would never talk about something that would reflect negatively on a brand. We'd Absolutely never not. talk about Absolutely not. a dead chick in a porno film. The reality is that... We would never have Gene on the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we did. 
Um, look, you know, we, we make the show that, that is in our hearts and you're listening cause you like it and we hope that you'll support it. Just go to maximumfund.org slash donate. It's super easy to do. And there's prizes and there's prizes. We'll talk about the prizes later on in the show, but the important thing is go to maximumfund.org slash donate and do it. Don't like think about doing it or plan to do it or, you know, say I probably ought to do that. Yeah. Um, but just actually do do it. And it's just a couple bucks a month. It comes out automatically. You won't ever have to worry about it again, other than to be, when you listen to the show, be like, man, this is something that I'm part of, and I'm supporting it, and I'm helping make it happen. You'll feel great about it. So we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan, Jesse, go with him. Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Big time Gene O'Neill. Always fun to have big time Gene O'Neill here, huh? Mm, yeah, huh? it is fun to have me. Uh, well, it's because it's your birthday. You joined it. Like, that is very nice of you, Gene. To have my birthday today? Oh, man. I hope you didn't think that this was the setup for your surprise Man, party. I did. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Uh. Uh, I mean surprise. <laughs> welcome to, oh, welcome wow. to this lame surprise party. Jordan, you're here. Gene, all your friends are here. <laughs> and Jesse. <laughs> the other friend is the, is that stack of umbrellas. <laughs> um, no, but it, Gene, it, just sincerely, it was very nice of you to share your birthday with us. Yeah, and it was very nice of me to remember that it was your birthday. Yes, which I did mostly. You did. I sent you an email that said, "I think this is your birthday." You said, it's "I think it's someone's birthday." Is it's it definitely <laughs> someone's birthday yeah. that I know. But you just start off every email like that. That's true. I well, I try and put that in in my emails. Well, only when I'm making appointments. Yeah, just to cover your bases. Yeah, well, I don't want to set up an appointment with somebody on their birthday, and I don't know it's their birthday. I forget to bring a cake. Yeah. By the way, I forgot to bring a cake. Oh. Remember when you tried to make an appointment with that guy on death row? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's my execution day. Yeah. 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 That was, that was embarrassing. Anyway, well, I want to ask you, Gene, because I feel like every time that you're on, every time that you're on the show, there is a new revel, like a new Gene's dad tale. Like it all, it all started with the story of the time, the time that you, your dad convinced you as like a seven-year-old that a printer was a machine that you connect to a computer that prints out whatever you type into the computer. Like not just prints out the text, but prints out the actual no, object. It, it was basically like, what is it? The replicator on, yeah, on Star, Star Trek. Trek. <laughs> if you type in a toy, it makes that toy. Yeah, you were mainly concerned with how that could be used for toy acquisition. Right. Okay. And then went so far as to take you to the computer store. Yeah, he told me about it the night before. And then I went to school and was like like a little shit telling people like yeah i guess what i'm getting later like you could be begging to be my friend when i get this thing. <laughs> yeah. making lists of toys i'm gonna make <laughs> and then my dad took me to the computer store and like asked for the thing and the guy's just like what the fuck are you talking about there's no such thing as that thing that is so much sadder Did you have to cop to that the next day at school yeah, no, I did. I totally like ate shit on it the next day. Like, yeah, so where are all those toys you were gonna make? 
It is so much sadder than that story that I told that one time of the time that my dad bought me a, the scooter I'd always wanted and then assembled half of it and then never assembled the rest <laughs> of it. <laughs> anyway, I was wondering if he ever, like, it, I want to know it, what your childhood birthdays were like. Yeah, I have uh, two salient childhood birthday memories that my dad is featured prominently in. Uh, I think it was... When did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 come out? We were in third grade, <laughs> fourth grade. Anyway, we made a... That was like my birthday, was taking a bunch of kids to see Ninja oh, nice. Turtles 2. I, I know them now as Ninja Turtles. Right. Right. Yeah, I think Michael Bay has taught us that all those other words in the title were superfluous. Yeah. yeah. And I only remember this because uh, in my car ride, which my dad and mom were driving one car... One of the kids in the car, like, said ass, mm. like, uh-huh. which is like, we're a Catholic school. You didn't really say swear words around yeah. parents. And another kid in the car is like, hey, like, Rupke, don't cuss. And it was this kid, Michael Rupke, who said ass. And I just like a month. Ah, fucking Rupke. Yeah. The Rupke is a great last name for yeah, the kid. He's kind of a little hellraiser. <laughs> so then, like, a, it had to be like a month later. My dad and I were Give watching. Give me that slingshot, Rupke. <laughs> yeah. Month later, my dad and I were watching, I think, basketball or baseball, something, and our team won. And I was like, Yeah, we killed those guys. And my dad's like, Yeah, we kicked their ass. And my mom goes, Gene, <laughs> say that. And he goes, Oh, but it was okay when Rubke said it. <laughs> Man, I was like, Rubke also always gets a free That was like pass. a month ago when I was a little kid. <laughs> so your dad had just been fuming about that ever yeah, since. Yeah, he's just like, Oh, so that. Word is fair game now because Rubke said it. You even pronounce his name right. <laughs> in my in my uh, dealing with your family, it seems to me like maybe your parents would be permissive about you know casual butt and fart type swearing. My parents only recently got like okay with swearing. Okay, like my mom said, "fuck," like a few months ago, and it was like, "whoa, mom yeah. is not like okay." But yeah, like... I still can't... I still, to this day, could not name you a time where my mom has sworn. Yeah. I still don't do it, just because, like, my younger siblings do it, because I guess it got normalized. But yeah, like, yeah. growing up, I couldn't say any swear words do in my you house. Think, Jordan, do you think that your mom swears not around you? Well, uh, I've... Uh, good question. Good question. I wonder what, what about my mom... when she's just hanging out with her internet fiance? Oh, when her and Brad are hanging out? Oh, yeah. They probably just crack some brewskis and just see how many racial slurs they can think you should, of. You should call pretending to be someone else. Hello. Hello, Ma- Jordan. Mom. Stranger. What's a swear Perhaps word you Perhaps you like? remember yeah. something that a vagina could be called that's not clinical. Uh. I don't think she'd see through that ruse at all. Nah. Yeah, I wonder. Good question. I don't think so. If I were to guess, I would guess no. Yeah, I mean, my mom is not a casual swearer. Because your mom is. She a... did not like bridesmaids. Oh, she was very put off by how raunchy bridesmaids was. It, it was somewhat raunchy. It was pretty raunchy. I su- I I pushed bridesmaids hard on my mom, and she was sure to call me after she saw it to tell me that she did not think that was appropriate. Oh, so. Yeah. I would guess that if my mom has a problem with the kind of, you know, soft R antics of bridesmaids, she probably doesn't do a lot of casual swearing. I, I think, would say that oh, bridesmaids was a hard yeah, R. Let I me just say that. that bridesmaids 
There I, is a scene is where they're shitting on the street in public. That's true. I guess maybe when I think hard, I think like, oh, would you? I guess I think, would you? you think uh, after they shit in the street, would they be murdered? Yeah. And then <laughs> human centipede. I think to you, he, uh, a hard R is if they're about to fuck and the daughter <laughs> is yeah. dead face down in a pool. Yeah, I was at a, I was at a website for R-rated clips. <laughs> right. I was looking for some sweet R-rated material. I think your mom was, at, was in the theater when I saw Bridesmaids because... I remember it was like full, it was just full of women. I think I was like one of the few guys in there. I was in, I went to see Bridesmaids uh, alone when I was getting my car fixed. So I just like walked to the movie theater. Ah. Uh, and I was in there with a literal bachelorette party. Nice. But yeah, like, they all had crowns on. <laughs> yeah, because the scene where Kristen Vig and the guy like kind of fall into bed. You gave that the, not John you gave that the uh, traditional German pronunciation. Is I it Wig? I don't. I don't think I've heard her name I, pronounced. I so like your. I, co- I like your commitment to the. <laughs> she's from the Black Forest. So <laughs> right. yeah, but the scene where there every joke seemed to be okay, but then like everyone's laughing at everything, mm-hmm. and then there's a scene where she falls into bed with the. Uh, uh, the who's the guy? That's not John Ham. The guy, uh, the guy that's I, not I, John. It I, crowd guy. Yeah, yeah. And they fall into bed, and like there was like this whole section of women behind me who all like shrieked in horror, like, "Oh my god, they fell into bed!" Like they're not even married. Like, <laughs> like everything, like the shitting. Like the idea of premarital street, sex is okay with with John Hamm. Yeah. But, was, oh, that's the only man yeah, opens, that premarital yeah, sex it, is okay it with. It opens with like, yeah, right, with a sex scene. But sure. then they fall into bed, and then they cut away. Like they don't even, you don't see. Like it's way less sexualized than. Yeah. Any scene with John Hamm, but that was the scene that like shocked hmm. them all. Do you think that it was because they were such big IT crowd fans and they couldn't yeah. bear the idea of their favorite sitcom star existing in a in a sexual world? Sort of like sort sort of like would be like seeing fuck uh, coach from Cheers. <laughs> I was gonna say it's like it's like seeing Leah Thompson from Carolyn in the city go to town on Coach from Cheers, yeah. Yeah. or Dober from Coach, <laughs> just jacking it yeah. and pointing at the camera. <laughs> Actually, I guess I can well, see a that woman happening. Face <laughs> I murdered her just to get hard. <laughs> Sorry, Coach. That's Jerry Van <laughs> i remember one time when i was uh driving i i remember one time when i was driving and tony mccauley was in the back seat of the car and uh maybe we were in tony mccauley's car or tony mccauley's parents car and uh i said something was hella cool and and he was shocked. Mm. I think we were we were like nine or ten, and he was shocked. It seems to me like hella is is cleaned up language. It is what you say instead of saying a hella, you know. So it's like you know fudge instead of fuck. It seems to me like that would be acceptable. I did not. I at the time I sincerely did not. I don't think I knew that hell was a swear word. Yeah. You've, your family is you know they're 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 uh, you have an unusually salty family. I do. Yeah. My mom's, your parents have no morals. <laughs> my mom's my mom's philosophy was she would always say, "So nothing he can't hear on the street." <laughs> That's what she would say. Yeah, hell was on the blacklist in my house. Yeah, can say hell. Mm. Only black people could say. Hell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Only your black brother. <laughs> Why do we have him again? <laughs> it's black Irish. Oh sure sure, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, no, I am, I'm, like, I, to this day, am always worried that I'll get together with my family and swear, just because I think it'll really just ruin the evening, and, uh, yeah, I definitely still, uh, still am nervous to have a drink around my mom. That always makes me nervous. I always forget that public radio people don't swear, mm. um, and so I'll swear around them, and everyone will, like, laugh, like I'm doing a joke, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, oh, right, you people don't swear. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh jeez like ever even off the off yeah mic? they don't swear like i mean i'm sure that look i'm sure i'm sure the staff of this american life swears you know what i mean i'm not talking about them but i'm talking about the people that work at public radio international so you're saying when when uh public radio goes on a field trip the cast of this american life uh, is in the back smoking on the bus yeah, yes okay um and so but but yeah like if i if i'm at, if i'm talking to people at a public radio conference or something like that and i say and i say the and these fuckers were off doing blah 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 mm-hmm. and then everyone goes oh and i'm like oh right you guys aren't normal human beings <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that always surprised. Okay, so what's birthday story number two? Oh, birthday story two. Are you just going to describe yeah. the plot of Ninja Turtles 2? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wake me up when you get to the vanilla ice part. That's the only part I want to hear about. <laughs> um, I think it was first grade. It was probably like the first birthday party I had friends over at. And it was also the site of the first O'Neill Olympics. Which... <laughs> <laughs> which <laughs> My dad basically invented as a diversion for... Uh, I thought it was to give us something to do, but, like, you know, growing up, I learned my dad lo- to loves say- to MC things. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I thought you were going to say as a diversion for his cheating. <laughs> you, you guys have these Olympic competitions. Hey, guys. While I go to this motel. <laughs> and work on the scoring. <laughs> ta- I'll ta- be tallying the points at this seedy motel. Dad, how do we tell? How do you know one? I got <laughs> I gotta go to this Well, my mo- secretary helps me figure that out. <laughs> I got I gotta go I gotta go over to the sleep and save to get some chalk for the parallel bars. Mm-hmm. Uh, the condoms are prizes for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that I have <laughs> and never give to you. Um yeah, so uh in the O'Neill Olympics were like things like uh a hop skip, you know, who could do the longest hop skip and a jump, mm-hmm. throw a ping pong ball into uh, a bucket at increasing distances mm-hmm. shoot a free throw and then you would have prizes like toys that whoever won you know someone would win and so for the first round we did something i don't know hop skip and a jump and uh, i think my brother actually won it and he goes now sean you can have the like hot wheels car mm-hmm. or the mystery envelope and you know oh. he's like all right i'll take the mystery envelope and inside was five dollars which to a first grader and this is 1986 dollars. Sure. So to a first grader, that's like a million dollars. Right. That's like rent, right? Yeah. I mean, you can live for a year. You can go to see Rent. On five dollars, yeah. The play, the Broadway, it was a Broadway musical at that point. The yeah. The movie had not been made. Mm. Yeah. So everyone just went nuts, like, after this, like, oh my God, five shot. someone yeah. won five dollars. And so every competition after that, he would, it would be like, 
a nin, you know, a GI Joe or a mystery envelope. Everyone yeah. just without fail is taking the mystery envelope. But after that, like the mystery envelope was like coupon to a shampoo cleaning service. <laughs> <laughs> One of them was a dead battery. <laughs> Another of my favorite was an autographed photo of my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Stay beautiful, Gene <laughs> Gene Senior. Yeah, it, like everyone's just getting pissed because everyone's passing on actual toys, prizes, yeah. thinking that there's another five in there, but there never was. Man, and, devious. Yeah. And then all of, most of those ended up being my presents. Like he later wrapped them and gave them to me. <laughs> so you say, "Wow, he put you put your presents on the line." He was essentially gambling away my presents, wow. but he, I guess, he correctly predicted. A five dollar yeah. mystery prize would keep everybody off of them. Did he repeat the O'Neill Olympics? No, yeah, like uh, basically the first five or six birthdays that everyone in my family had because it would just be kids in the backyard, and yeah, he would do. So that's like twenty years. It was like twenty years of yeah, but uh, the the whole mystery envelope thing only worked, you know, once because he ran out of eight by ten. And after that, he just started getting cheaper, like one dollar toys. Yeah. Um, yeah, and what's nice about your dad is your dad had been an actor, as we know. He was in the hit films Chud and the Stuff, yeah. which are now basically right next to each other on Netflix. Yeah, instead. he was also in an episode of Kojak. <laughs> <laughs> so he had actual eight by tens. Oh yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> he gave away like eight by tens that were like ten years old, <laughs> despite their collector's value. Oh man, I wish. Do you think your dad? Having been in Chud and the stuff could go to like a Comic Con and cause and sit in that autograph area and charge ten bucks for an autograph? I mean his roles in those movies, I think that would be kind of straining. Like those would be some pretty serious I don't know. I feel like I was at one of those and I saw like there was a guy who hey, was... you were the scientist that warned everybody. <laughs> yeah, but I mean I feel like I went and saw the guy the guy from Star Wars who said these aren't the droids we're looking for, like had a line around the block. I mean, I know that's like an iconic And Chud line. is a comparable franchise. <laughs> the Star Wars. They just re-released the first Chud well, in Chud, 3D. Yeah. Chud is the Star Wars of cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers films. Yeah. It's true. Episode four. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what if he went to ChudCon? Is there a ChudCon? I'd like there to be one. Yeah, maybe my dad will start it. If my dad hears this podcast, he's going to ChudCon. <laughs> you could, what if he went to StuffCon? But it turned out that StuffCon is just a convention dedicated to the uh, file compression software, Stuff It. Uh, he'll still sign autographs. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I was in the movie of this. <laughs> yeah, it was in the movie that invented the It was a very software. bad movie. The software was based on the movie. Yeah. I, I like, though, that the O'Neill Olympics didn't have any cruelty. I was anticipating more cruelty in the O'Neill Olympics. Why? Why is that? Well, I know that my uh, my one of my two best friends growing up, Peter Frauenfelder, his family, the Frauenfelders, they had a mud bowl football game uh, on the first rainy. I I was either like the first rainy day after Thanksgiving or the day after Thanksgiving or something like that every year. I don't remember. And I would always get invited because me and Pete were best friends. And here's the thing. Like, Pete was a year younger than me, but he was about as big as me. He's a big guy. And um, it was, I'm, I wasn't am a little bit taller than him, but he's big and ended up playing football in high school. 
and um and he had brothers and all of his brothers were at the time were grown and big and his dad was obviously grown and and they all did steroids it would be a tackle football game like a full-on tackle football game and just on the mud field of some beat up you know athletic field and it was basically I mean, the thing of it is that I think that if you were, if you grew up doing this all the time, you would know some kind of way to make this not a brutal trial, <laughs> relatively speaking. Like, you might be able to tone down the extent to which this was just torturing children. <laughs> but for me, just kind of dropped into this from a world of going to the art house movie theater with your parents. <laughs> like, it was literally just adults beating me up. <laughs> like, that's what this was. So they just, and like, then you, well, as you were getting tackled, you yelled, wouldn't you prefer a nice Bergman retrospective? <laughs> like, I mean, I'm sure, I'm certain, these are all good people. And and also like they're not they weren't brutes either like all these people had like advanced degrees and blah 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 like I don't want they would it to put be a like, jacket over the mud before you ran <laughs> no, like, I don't want I don't want to paint to fuck this. him Jesus Christ <laughs> I don't want to paint this as like some kind of like class conflict or something like that it's just a matter of this was part of their family culture and not part of mine well you did show up in a top hat and with a monocle. <laughs> I did well. And you I, just closed down their factory. I only needed vision <laughs> correction and one. Stole the deed to their farm. <laughs> you got that twirly mustache real early too. Yeah, you were eleven when you that thing came in. But like, I'm sure they were going easy on me and Peter too. You know, because we were like nine or ten sure. or whatever. But it literally was tackle football with 10-year-olds playing against 23-year-olds. Did they horse-collar you? <laughs> they, they did any kind of thing. They tackled us. Man. They tackled us. Grown-ups Like they tackled. fell on you? Yes. Jeez. I know. Yeah, I played tackle football with people my size in high school, and it was awful. Like, I it's don't horrible. have the, it's, Yeah, when you don't have the build for it. One time in, uh, for my birthday, my dad hit me in the solar plexus. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Big time, Gene O'Neill. The time has come, Jordan. To say the things that you get if you donate. In the Max Fund Drive. This is our last pledge. Is that what time it is? Was I right about that? Yes. Oh, great. This is our last pledge break of the entire yeah. pledge drive. It's back to business as usual. This is it. This is your shot. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about these fucking pledge levels. Yeah. Right now. Granted, Let's do this. you're not listening to this live, so there's a little less urgency than maybe is in our voice, but it's still there. It doesn't mean you shouldn't act now. You got to act now. You should act now. Do it now. Mm-hmm. MaximumFun.org slash donate. Okay, let's talk about these levels because here's the thing. Yeah. A lot of people are are out there, they're thinking, I don't look, I'm not a I'm not a millionaire. You know? I'm not Warren Buffett's. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not Bill's Gates. You know what I'm talking about? Sure. You're neither of those guys. I don't play Segway polo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the sport of the sport yeah. of the rich. But if you are those guys, you should do it. Yeah, yeah, you should. Give me a call if you're one of those three guys. Yeah, please call, and everyone else can fuck off. Yeah, 
You're not James Cameron who does all his jacking off in a submarine. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would have been a great James Cameron uh, just went to the bottom of like the deepest part of the sure, ocean. Some and sort of trench. It, a great headline would have been Cameron comes at bottom. <laughs> <laughs> And, him, and the picture's just him holding up his hand, and it's kind of sticky. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then the sub-headline is, quote, I came, I came, I come. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Marianas Trench. Yeah. <laughs> I came, I came, I'm at the bottom of a trench. <laughs> a real catchy, Cameron. You want to talk about this? And then he said, I'm not a very good writer. Here's the thing. He is a bad writer. Yeah, all that happened in Sphere. <laughs> just ripped that off. <laughs> yeah, come on, Cameron. Um, so here's the thing. If you like this show, you can support us. We we have a blanket exemption for the unemployed. Mm-hmm. If you're unemployed, wait until you yeah. get a job. We don't want Uncle Sam's money coming coming into this operation, unless you work for the government, like, legitimately. Yeah. Maybe you're, I don't know, a census taker. Yeah, if you are literally out of work, you're exempt. If you have a job, you're not exempt from the guilt. But you can send in cans, though, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, please do send in cans. We are conducting a food drive. Or pelts. (laughs) If you're a trapper. You know what? In the Pacific Northwest. Croftbox from the forums the other day, Mm -hmm. he heard me me, uh, wishing that I could get meat delivered to my door uh, because I can never leave the house anymore because I have a baby. And uh, he totally brought me some bratwursts that he made. Hey, that's nice. And they're really good, too, so... Hey, tip of the hat to to Cruftbox. Man's making his own bratwurst. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, anyway, let's talk about this because here's the reality. If you have a job, you can afford one of these levels. And at every level, there is amazing stuff to be got. Uh, At $5 a month, which is like... Which is like a beer a month. Yeah, there's a beer. You drink too much anyways. Yeah. Yeah. You fucking drunk. Yeah. So at five, just put one of those beers a month that you're shoving down your face so you can forget your stupid problems. The reason that we're doing this is it is an intervention. You are... You're, You're getting too, too many carbs. Yeah, and we wanted we want to remove one of those beers a month because we think that's a great way to cut to, down to on put carbs. You on a path, yeah, to a to healthier a life, lifestyle, to a healthier lifestyle, and more fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Buy eighteen packs instead of twelve packs. Yeah, Ricky Henderson style. Those are called Ricky <laughs> packs. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of some way, some way, some way to encourage them to start sucking their own dicks too. Well, no one has to be encouraged to do that. Yeah, right. Um, at five dollars a month, uh, you get some special content that we made just for uh, the pledge drive. And uh, by we, I mean the whole Maximum Fun organization. We made a special episode. Throwing Shade made a special episode. Spot, stop podcasting yourself. My brother, my brother, and me all made uh, a special Judge episode. Judge John Hodgman Judge also. John Hodgman. Yep. Um, that, uh, that only donors get to listen to. And um, I, I listened to ours while we were making it. Yep. It's fucking terrific. Yep. Chris Fairbanks dispenses life advice yep. on some pretty serious issues. Yep. It's terrific. Uh, and I've been seeing on the forums that other people uh, think the uh, think the other bonus episodes are some of the uh, some of the best as well. I've so. been hearing some wonderful things about a guest appearance by uh, the McElroy brothers' dad mm. on their bonus episode. Sure, the oft mentioned daddy. Yes, uh, I have heard. This is this is a treasure trove of content. You also get the short the short rift films that we have made. Mm-hmm. Uh, Graham and Dave, and you and I, Jordan, and also the Mac. 
McElroy brothers have all made short riff tracks style comedy films that you can watch and enjoy sure. online. Five bucks a month get you get you a ton of ton of cool stuff that only donors can listen to. Ten bucks a month you get all that stuff plus the Max Fun Friendship bracelet. And now this bracelet is not just a bracelet. No, this, this is, is a cock ring. <laughs> <laughs> this is a pass into a world of friendship. Mm. Um, still cockering. <laughs> still applies. This is, I, I, so far, I have heard personally from the McElroy brothers mm-hmm. who have promised to hug anyone mm. wearing this bracelet. Yeah. I have matched that, mm-hmm. and Jordan has matched it and raised it. He has offered to participate in a pelvic hug (laughs) with anyone wearing this bracelet. Yeah, you will really get a sense of what my genitals are shaped like (laughs) if you pledge $10 a month. Have you been to a marine mammal? Have you been to a marine sanctuary? Have you seen a hammerhead shark? (laughs) (laughs) Think that, but a dick. (laughs) It Uh, has gills and everything. And all of these are cumulative. All of these things are cumulative, yeah. so... That's uh, 10 bucks a month. That is one trip through fast food a month, which, by the way, we think you're getting too much fast food, too. Yeah, and it's super easy to sign up. It comes out without you even noticing. It'll, yeah. it'll, be, a, it'll be a blast, a breeze, and you'll feel proud every time you listen to a Max Fun show. Yeah. Uh, $20 a month, you join the Diamond Friendship Circle, all the stuff we've mentioned, plus the stainless steel Max Fun water bottle with the Rocket logo. The friendship bracelet and uh, all that good bonus content. So this is one of those BPA-free bottles uh, that won't give you mouth cancer. We don't want you to die of mouth cancer like the great Yankee slugger Babe Ruth did. Yeah. Other podcasts are giving you mouth cancer bottles. Yeah, absolutely. When other, you pledge to them. Other podcasts are giving you mouth cancer right now. I, look. Just by listening to them, you don't even have to donate. I, I'm not going to name names because I don't have to. Grammar girl. Yeah. <laughs> She's giving your mouth cancer right now. Everybody knows it. Uh, $35 a month, uh, you join Judge John Hodgman's post-apocalyptic justice squad. You get all the stuff I mentioned before, plus the highly collectible, completely proprietary friendship emergency kit, which includes... Jesse, what does it include? Okay, number one, you get Kashi... Good friends cereal. Sure. This is the official cereal of friendship. We know it's gross, but we thought it was funny. Uh, we are aware that the cereal is gross. Um, you get a friendship necklace. Hmm. You know a best friend's necklace? The kind where there's two halves. Yeah. It's and a heart. you and your best friend yeah. each take half of it. You get maximum fun playing cards for playing cards with your best friend. Terrific. You get Mad Libs for playing Mad Libs with your best friend. Or... If you are like the McElroy brothers, you can play sad libs. Mm. You can try and create the saddest libs that you possibly can <laughs> with your best friend. Um, there is a whole raft of cool stuff that you get in the friendship kit. It is all listed online at maximumfund.org slash donate. It is, this, this kit is absolutely amazing. We put together a group of stuff that will astonish and delight you. So I insist that you go to Maximum Fund dot org and check it out it is a it it, it will blow your mind this is uh, this is, oh how about this hmm. fucking artisanal coffee from tonks what yeah this is this is my wife is a coffee 
is insane about coffee. You're completely off the charts about coffee. She's obsessed about it. She used to work in the coffee field. She is like... She's institutionalized right now. Yeah, she is. I've had her committed because of coffee-related issues. And Tonks is the only thing she'll touch. Uh, These guys do a monthly coffee subscription where they get special coffees from all around the world. They roast them themselves in their roasting facility, and they have agreed to provide a bag of their Tonks coffee to everyone uh, out there who uh, signs up at the the Judge John Hodgman's post-apocalyptic justice squad level. Oh, and how about this? Bubblegum cigars. Terrific. $50 a month. You join the Thorn Family Blondie Brigade. You get all that stuff. Plus, Jesse and Teresa will bake a batch of their signature blondies, which is like a brownie made with butterscotch, and FedEx them to your door. Yep. We will do it. 50 bucks a month. I I will literally bake them myself in my own home kitchen. I do this. We make dozens a year and FedEx them out ourselves. It is a real thing. Are these the ones you make in the Dutch oven you've been mentioning? (laughs) (laughs) If they are, I don't think people want them. Uh, $100 a month, uh, $100 a month. That's one $100 bill a month. Yeah. Uh, you get to be a part of Jesse's Golden Eagles. You get all the stuff we mentioned before, plus an invitation to the Max Fun Dinner. It's a special dinner of big shots the night before Max Fun Con in Los Angeles. Uh, invitation only. So, uh, if you want to be invited to that cool gathering of folks, 100 bucks a month, MaximumFun.org slash donate. This is a special thing that includes, I mean, this is all, many of the VIPs from MaxFunCon come to this event, and it's a special intimate dinner. All the staff of MaximumFun.org is there. Uh, your favorite podcasters will be there. We all get together. Jordan, of course, will be there. I'll sure. be there. You know, we all hang out together and have dinner the night oh, before uh, MaxFunCon. Oh, I'm doing something that night. Oh, what are you doing? It, you just pl- something. Don't fucking grill me on this. Don't you give gotta, me the... Fine, I'll, I'll go. I'll Thank go. You. you badgered me into going. Thank you. I'm going to have such a bad attitude, though. Oh, my attitude. Can I have your so 100 bad. bucks for this month? Yeah. There you go. Thank you. $200 a month, you join Jordan's Platinum Angels. You get all of that stuff, plus you are registered for free for next year's Max Fun Con. So and we can get you in in June, or if you like, we can get you in next year. And. You know, a lot of people have been asking me, I, I don't live anywhere near Los Angeles. I live on the East Coast. I wish there was a Max Fun Con closer to where I live. Well, give 200 bucks a month and we'll see what we can do. Yeah, I like that. We'll the see. friendship bracelet is a cock rig. <laughs> <laughs> Here's here's the real thing. No matter what, uh, no matter what level you choose to donate at, um, what we really appreciate is your support. And at this point, w- as we record this, we are o- over halfway to our goal of a thousand new donors. You know, it is your donations that pay for all of the many expenses from, you know, the rent on the facilities, you know, the office which is now taking up more than half of my house. Um, you know, the staff, uh, of which there are now, uh, gosh, we, we now have, including myself, four full-time employees, um, you know, all of our equipment, all of our podcasters. To be fair, paid. they are all legal, illegal. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Are you counting your personal chef too? You, oh, that's five. Yeah. Okay. That's a good point. And the woman who shaves my bunions. Yeah. <laughs> what about the dog masseuse? I feel like every time I come over, that guy's here massaging those dogs. Is he full time? 
He, well, he's more than he works more than full time hours, but it's on a contract basis. Mm. Um, so he's technically a contractor, even though I am paying him for sixty. He's on retainer. Okay. Um, and he has a retainer. Yeah. And your dogs oh, always right. and your dogs always want happy endings too. It's really <laughs> expensive. <laughs> he's yeah. got to finger those female dogs. <laughs> Um, maximum fun dog. Yeah, man, those female dogs are so hard to get off. They gotta be in the right <laughs> mood. Yeah. Maximum they can't fun feel bloated. Dot org. The lights can't be too bright. Donate. Purina. Maximum fun. I can't dot. yell quotes from Predator while I'm doing it. <laughs> oh or man, and don't accidentally mention your, one of your ex dogs. <laughs> donate. Get to the chopper. Cinnamon. <laughs> Fun.org slash donate <laughs> is the website to go to. Maximumfun.org slash donate. The, look, we, I want to thank everyone who's already given and uh, thank all of you who are uh, about to do it. I mean, the, the thing is, is, you know, our business model is that we make all of these shows with the assumption that if we make a show that's good and people like it, that people will support it. It's sort of the apotheosis of, you know, we're all of the age where we grew up, you know, in the kind of Napster hitting hitting the com- everyone's computers right around the time when everyone hit got to college and got broadband and everyone was talking about how they would support things as long as they could have free access to all the media in the world. Well... Here's your test case. We give yeah. away everything that we do, and um, we ask you to voluntarily support us. Um, and it's not a bunch of money. It's just a little bit of money. You can totally afford it. Uh, but the question is, do you actually do it? So just go to MaximumFun.org slash donate and take care of business. Stick around. That's also from Predator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. We'll be back in just a second on Drug Jessica. La, la, la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jeez, oh, sorry. Big time Gene O'Neill. Way to put your headphones on backwards, Gene. Oh, man, the left is on the right and the right's on the left. And now I think you're Jordan and I think he's Jesse. Uh, Gene, I you almost... You look pretty cool, though. It's a good look for you with the backwards yeah, yeah. headphones. I almost <laughs> forgot. I, In fact, I did forget to mention at the beginning of the show, and I almost forgot to mention in this show how much I've been enjoying your new podcast with our friends uh, uh, Brian Heater and back in business Brian Lane, Gene's Jobs. That's right. Just started our own podcast. Uh one problem is, though, is that it airs at the same time as Jordan Jesse Go. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, so people... At any time after it's, <laughs> after it's posted. Yeah, so people have to stop. So stop listening to this podcast. Right. Wait. You know, Gene, I think, I, don't, I think you're kind of missing the point of being a podcast guest. You're not supposed to... You're not supposed to try and sway people away from the show you're on. No, yeah, everyone that's listening, I get your listeners now. Yeah, I don't. Why do we invite him? He always Gene, I don't, he always <sighs> tells people that his show is better. Yeah, I mean, Gene, I don't think you understand. I mean, you're supposed to be gracious. I mean, you're supposed to appreciate the opportunity that we gave you by inviting you on our program. All right, so just don't everybody leave this podcast at once. Like a couple people hang out. No, while I mean, everyone else leaves. No, see if you're trying to organize a trick. We can hear you, so we we will know because we can hear this. So you're not talking just to them. Oh, okay, guys, don't listen for a second. I have to tell your listeners. Oh, okay, that's fair. To listen, Jesse, to your I'm going to take off my headphones. <laughs> yeah. Okay, look, if you want to hear a fun, funny podcast hosted by the very funny Brian Heater, Brian Lane, and Gene O'Neill, it's called Gene's Jobs. You can find it in your iTunes. Yeah. 
What's the you got a Tumblr, right? Yeah, you, it's it's jeansjobs. Dot Tumblr, and there's no e in Tumblr, <laughs> right? Common knowledge at this yeah. point. Dot org. <laughs> Sorry, is there an e in org? <laughs> Sorry, dot organization. Right. <laughs> um. What's and now this has a specific. It's called Jeans Jobs for a reason, though. Like right, like every every yes, episode a, is a uh, job you've had. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, we do talk about that. Um, I am unemployed while I chase my dreams of being uh, a Hollywood screenwriter. Which Jesus you... Christ, I thought I muted this. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> uh, that was my parents calling to wish me happy birthday, and I'm avoiding their call. Um, uh, those are always awkward. Those happy birthday calls. They're yeah. probably because they always sneak in. You're a disappointment. <laughs> yeah. Why are you chasing your dreams to become a Hollywood screenwriter, <laughs> yeah. like we have been like, for the past yeah. thirty years? <laughs> um, but yeah, you're following oh. in our footsteps. It's getting annoying. <laughs> yeah. Stop trying to write episodes of Hercules. It's not on the air anymore. <laughs> <laughs> just... Stop trying to be in Chud. It was already filmed. <laughs> those journeys are no longer legend. <laughs> <laughs> um it uh it's basically reading from uh unusual job uh list jobs posted on craigslist some people send stuff in but uh basically brian heater and brian lane troll uh craigslist and other uh, places for just unusual jobs and then they asked me if i think i would be uh suitable to you know go for these jobs and then uh i apply for them after the fact and then the next week we talk about how my applications went and uh hmm. you had any callbacks so far that's what it's called right i don't live in any kind of show business bubble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i am uh, i i am always so embarrassed like and sometimes I will say audition instead of interview and just feel like the biggest fucking asshole in the world. Like saying, oh, you know, I went to a job audition. Uh, had any good job auditions lately? No, they're called interviews. Fucking go snort some coke off an iPad. That's what I imagine everyone's yeah. saying to me. And then you start doing your monologue from Julius Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> yes. When Jordan goes to do auditions, it's usually one contemporary, one classical. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, get it. And then they have him snap into a Slim Jim and then he yeah. wraps it up. Monostat commercials are a lot like the theater in that way. Yeah. I have to have eight bars of a song. Uh-huh. Friends, countrymen, Hulkamaniacs. <laughs> Lend me your ears. Lend me your taste buds. <laughs> They're like, we want a classical monologue, but just try and incorporate the product wherever you can. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, check out check out Gene's podcast. It's really funny. I've al- I've already listened to I listen I've already listened to an episode and enjoyed it and, and delighted. I just subscribed to it in my Zune podcast software. Oh, so it's made the Zune marketplace. N- absolutely, that's this great. Is good stuff. That's a feather in your yeah, cap. Yeah, it's pretty big now. I may have copied and pasted the uh, I may have copied and pasted the uh, okay. RSS feed directly into there. Yeah. yeah. We're on the internet now. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, call me once you're in the Zoom marketplace, because it I, sounds like you're I've not I've been Zune sending material. away for cassettes. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but, oh, I think you're thinking of your correspondence course on uh, foundation repair. That is what it is. Um, it's pretty funny, though. Right, uh, well, look, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna call this I'm gonna call this one quits. But this is the very very last moments of the Max Fun Drive. So um, if you haven't done it yet, do it now. Brag about it on Twitter. Hashtag is Max Fun Drive. Check out all the other people who are doing it. Um, we have a Twibbin. 
mm-hmm. or Tweet Ribbon, uh, which you can find on twibbon.com. Um, but just go for it. Maximumfund.org slash donate. And our, my sincere thanks to all of the folks who thus far have made this Max Fund Drive just a huge monumental success. And I also want to say thank you to, you know, one of the really cool things for me about the Max Fund Drive, and it probably comes up for you too, sure. Jordan, is that, you know, when you ask people for their support, I mean, it's obviously, it's, it's immensely gratifying when they support you. Yes. Um, but the other cool thing is it sort of like gives people permission to say, hey, I really like your show. And so I just want to say thanks to everybody. Yeah, it's really, really great for sure. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. And this is, uh, you know, and it's always, it's so nice to hear from people who like the show and that it's an important part of their their day and stuff. So, uh, yeah, so thanks a ton. And, 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 you know, it doesn't happen too, too much, but occasionally, you know, we will receive a snarky comment on, you know, to the extent of why are you asking for money, asshole? Yeah. Um, it, it, they're very, very rare, but they do come up, and it's something I think we've all seen. And so, yeah, it is just so nice that that this is kind of a theoretical operation we're running here, and it's nice that so many more people get it than hate it. So yeah, so yeah, thank you so much for kind of understanding, uh, kind of understanding what we're going for, and uh, and and showing us that you like the shows. It, it means a ton. It really means a lot to me personally when when we get messages about the important place that the work. I mean, obviously, you know what we do is pretty stupid. Sure, um, no one's saying it's not stupid, and it it's really um, you know when when we get tweets and emails and um, you know reviews in iTunes and stuff that talk about. Um, how important the work that we do is in people's lives. That really means a lot to me. And um, I know it means a lot to Jordan and everyone here who works here at Maximum Fun. And, you know, when folks send in messages with their donations and stuff and and talk about... Because realistically, we could be making more money making animated community gifts. (laughs) We could be cleaning up. We could all have nicer houses. Yeah. I mean, all we'd have to do is do something with Dr. Yao. Oh, God. Is it Dr. Senior Chang? Dr. Yao. Yeah. Why are you correct? doing that to your eyes? Take, take your <laughs> fingers off your eyes, dude. Come on. You don't need to do that every single time you say a name. But yeah. But thank you all so much for donating uh, in, in the Max Fun Drive. And uh, you're great. And we hope you enjoy all that bonus content because it's uh, pretty fun. Our theme music, Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. And hey, me and Jordan have been working together on the hit new comedy podcast, yes. comedy quiz show, International Waters, episode two, up now in iTunes, uh, featuring, among others, uh, some some past favorite Jordan yeah. Jesse Go guests, uh, DC Pearson and uh, uh, Elizabeth Lame from uh, Totally Lame. They were hilarious. Susan Orlean is our celebrity guest. Uh, the best-selling author of Rin Tin Tin and The Orchid Thief. Um, and uh, we also have um, uh, English guests from, among other things, The Da Vinci Code and Peep Show. There you go. Um, so that's pretty heavy hitters. It's a really fun show. Check it out in iTunes. That's it, right? Yep. Bye. MaximumFun.org slash donate. We'll talk to you next week on Jordan Jessica. <laughs>